0: Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at foulballarea. Now, here's today's episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we are back after a hiatus last week, uh, and we've got a lot of great baseball to talk about. A lot of stuff has happened over the past two weeks, including the entire College World Series. Uh, All-star starters are announced for Major League Baseball and the 24th perfect game. In major league baseball history history went down wednesday night in oakland it was a big big moment for major league baseball um really exciting week across all of baseball and we're going to break it down over the next half an hour for you all trey how you doing today
1: i'm good i'm doing well good to see your face as always I miss your face you were you were out of town a couple weeks you know having fun uh it's summertime so we're in we're in the dog days of baseball and we're in the dog days of trying to figure out when to record this podcast so it's
0: it's fun exactly always always having fun during the summer always being out of town it's uh i I don't know i think we've had like four or five weeks in a row that we've gone out of town on the weekend so it's um it's gonna be a lot i think next weekend we are staying home and that'll be nice which i never say that i always want to go and do something so it's rare for me to be excited about a weekend at home But anyway, baseball is happening. Uh, The All-Star starters were announced last night. MLB announced the um, starting lineups for the National League and the American League. Some surprises, some not real surprises in both leagues. Uh, Of course, we already knew two players that were going to be on the teams and and starting, and that's Ronald Acuna Jr. for the National League and Shohei Otani. For the American League, they won the overall fan vote for round one of All-Star voting. So they were already locked in to start the All-Star game and the rest of the starting lineups were announced um, this week. And so here is the starting lineup for the National League in the All-Star game this year in Seattle. Catching is Sean Murphy of the Braves. Freddie Freeman will be playing first base. Uh, Luis Arias at second base. Nolan Arenado at third Orlando Arcia at shortstop, Corbin Carroll in left, Ronald Acuna Jr. in center field, and Mookie Betts in right field, and the designated hitter, JD Martinez. So the Braves and the Dodgers each have three starters in the lineup. And then you got a Marlins, Cardinals, and Diamondbacks players in there as well. Pretty solid lineup. Um, what are your overall impressions as you uh, look at that lineup for the first time?
1: Um, no real surprises. Uh, it's, I'm not shocked that uh the Braves and the Dodgers, who I think at the end of the day are the best two teams, probably all in all of baseball, but definitely in the National League, have the most. Um, it, you know, uh, little shocked about Nolan Arenado, in, in, you know, at third base, but it makes sense. He's, you know, I, I just don't think St. Louis has had a good enough season. Uh, but. Who could you really like? Who's a better third baseman than him? <laughs> like still, so uh, no real surprises. I I honestly think there's a there's one miss with when it comes to the starters, um uh, maybe two. Uh, and, and we'll get uh we'll get to that when it comes to the American League.
0: I am uh, a little surprised. Orlando Arcia starting at shortstop. I'm happy about it, obviously because I'm a Braves fan he is having a really good season and I'm just surprised overall at how good of a season he's having. Uh, you know, the Braves obviously dealt with the loss of Dansby Swanson in free agency or for the off season, And there were a lot of questions about who was going to fill that role in shortstop. And, you know, everyone thought it was going to be Von Grissom, who was a rookie last year, but they ended up optioning him to AAA to begin the season. And Orlando Arcia was the starting shortstop and he's had a really good season so far. Um, one of, the best shortstops in the National League. Francisco Lindor is having a good season as well. And you can make a case that Lindor should have been the starting shortstop. But, you know, the fan vote does play a huge part in it. And so obviously, Arcia is the starter for the National League. I'm sure Lindor will be there. Uh, that was the one surprise for me. Uh, love seeing Sean Murphy behind the plate. Some people were upset that Will Smith didn't get that nod. But, uh, you know, Sean Murphy's just having a fantastic season uh, for the Braves. He's, I think he's the best catcher in baseball, especially in terms of wins above replacement, but he is just really, really good this year. The best move that the Braves made over the offseason, arguably the best move, best trade that anyone made over the offseason. I really, really did not expect him to be this yeah. good for the Braves.
1: Uh I think I was higher on it than you were.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because they traded away William Contreras, who is also yeah. a good catcher and he's younger. So I was really... yeah questioning the trade when it happened but you know you just don't question Alex Anthopoulos he knows what he's doing
1: yeah best GM in the sport best roster I think I lean the Braves right now having the best roster in the sport so I pick. I did did pick the Braves to go all the way this year so I feel you good did about
0: it. you did so that is the National League Starting lineup, we go over to the American League and we've got behind the plate Jonah Heim from the Rangers, one of four Rangers players to get a starting position in the All-Star game. Yandy Diaz at first base, Marcus Simeon at second, Josh Jung at third, Corey Seager at shortstop, Randy Arozarena in left, Mike Trout in center field, Aaron Judge in right, and Shohei Otani as the DH. So four Rangers players in the starting lineup, two Rays, two Angels, and you got Aaron Judge in right field. So a uh, pretty solid lineup in the American league as well. Again, based on the way the season is going for me, there's no surprises, but if you told me at the beginning, of the I, season,
1: it should have been Adley. I think it should have been Adley Rushman a
0: catcher. Okay. That is a good, that is a good call. I, yeah. The times I think that, that I was did, the
1: biggest omission by far. Like Jonah, Heim's great. has played well.
0: The times but I filled I think, out the, uh, the all-star ballot, I think I voted for Rushman. So that is a good call. Uh,
1: so he, Heim is hitting 279 with 11 homers, 55 RBIs, 55 RBIs, and a 800 on base percentage. Uh, As I try to find some Rushman stats quickly, as I try to go to the box score, that's going to be good. Adley Rushman is hitting 268, 10 homers, 34 RBIs, and a 7. So his stats are actually a little worse, but I think you needed an O to start with how well they're playing. Third base was the only other one, you know, and uh, with Josh Jung, but I couldn't really think of a third baseman in the American League because I wouldn't like um, off the top of my head who I'd pick over him. Um, so I think I I think maybe overall, Matt Chapman. Yeah, Matt, That's probably the name I'd think of at the end of the day, Matt Chapman for Toronto. Um. It was interesting you went Seager over uh Wander Franco because I would argue, you know, I feel like the AL MVP is locked up, that Wander Franco is more likely to win the AL MVP than Corey Seager. Um, yeah. But overall, I think it's fine. I, I have a feeling that the outfield in the American League is basically going to be locked up for the next decade or the next five to six years as the starters. It's going to be Trout, Rosarena, and Judge. Like, I feel like, at least two of those positions are locked in with Trout and Judge. It always felt like Melver was going to finish third there, and Judge has been out the last couple weeks. So uh, I wasn't shocked by the outfield. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Texas and Tampa are the best two teams in the American League right now, and they're well represented. Yeah, I am. I'm okay with all of this. I, I'm. I'm guessing like last year, Otani's going to be the starting pitcher. Uh, for the so. American League, American League. So. Uh, it would be cool to see, I guess, just thinking out loud here, Julio Rodriguez getting getting in over – well, my guess is Judge is not playing the All-Star game because he's out with a toe injury and he's hoping to come back. He tore a ligament because he went through a freaking wall. Um, so uh, uh, my guess is Julio Rodriguez will be an All-Star and he'll just replace Judge.
0: That's I could see that cause, happening.
1: Because that's it, – it makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Other than catcher where we could have seen Adley Rutschman, no too big of surprises uh, based on the way the season's gone. But like I, I was going to say, if you told me at the beginning of the season that four Rangers players would be starting the All-Star game, I would have thought you were crazy. If you told me at the beginning of the season that at the halfway point, the Rangers would be in first place. I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, you go back to our season preview episode, and I think we both picked the Mariners to win the AL West this year. And we probably picked the uh, Astros to be in second place and make the wild card. So I don't think we were even thinking about the Rangers, but I mean, the Rangers are in first place by five and a half games right now. And the Mariners are 10 games back and five games out of the wild card. So that prediction is not looking great so far, but um, anyway, all-star game, I uh not too surprised by anything in the American League but those are your starting lineups for the 2023 All-Star Game in Seattle next month it's coming up soon uh that is the Midsummer Classic we are already actually at the halfway point in the 2023 MLB season which is crazy to think about we've we played 81 games some teams have some teams will play their 81st game this weekend but crazy that we are already at that point um the All-Star game coming up next month in Seattle. You said Julio Rodriguez would be cool to see him as an All-Star. He will be in the Home Run Derby. He has been announced as a participant in the Home Run Derby. And that's always cool to see when you have the hometown team's star player participate in that. You know, you had Bryce Harper a couple years ago win it when the All-Star game was in D.C. So always cool to see that happen. Goodbye. (laughs) yeah and then he left in the offseason but you know that for that for that little moment nationals fans were happy and then when they won the world series the year after um but julio rodriguez will be in the home run derby the night before the all-star game and so will vladimir guerrero jr so we've got two participants in the home run derby so far and they're both exciting. I'm excited to see both of them. Vlad Jr. always puts on a good show when he's in the Derby and Julio Rodriguez. He's you know, he's the hometown star. So you got to get him in there. So that should be a good Derby so far with just those two. Uh, We'll see who else joins the uh, list in the coming weeks. Big news out of Oakland this week. Domingo Herman pitched the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history when the Yankees beat the A's on Wednesday night a huge moment we haven't had one of these in over 10 years and it's only the 24th in major league history which should tell you how extremely rare and extremely impressive this feat is uh i didn't find out about it until i woke up thursday morning and saw the news i watched it good i'm glad you got i'm glad you got to watch that because it was a late game they were obviously on the west coast i was not watching and i woke up saw the news and that is just insane
1: yeah, I picked it up um, – uh, I picked it up about seventh inning, seventh or eighth inning, and I have never been more nervous in it for a ninth <laughs> inning in a middle-of-the-season, regular-season game It's a 10-run lead. I, I was literally like uh, – Yankees score – I think it was eight. Yankees score two runs on the top of the night, and I was like – can we not? Like, let's just get to the bottom. I'm ready for this to happen. <laughs> I think the crazier part about Gramon, you know, the fun fact that the Yankees now have the most perfect games by any team with four is that he gave up 10 runs in his last game. And then he goes back and throws a perfect game. Right. Uh, the duality in that is insane to me. Like this was a guy who was losing his spot in the starting lineup and goes out and throws the perfect game. And was electric. I mean he only threw he threw he was he threw ninety-nine pitches. Like that's yeah. that's the crazier part of this. Like he, he he's like he was under a hundred pitches. He was electric. His stuff was great. I mean, his breaking balls were incredible. And uh I know it seems the ace, but it was it was cool to see. It was yeah, that- it was cool to see. i saw I remember uh I I somehow was home the day or I got home. The day, like I got home from school at the right time to watch Burley's finish off his perfect game. I never saw Dallas, like, so that's the last time I, I guess I watched the end of a perfect game. Um, because I didn't see Dallas Britain's live. Um, so because I think back then when uh, ESPN would just cut into baseball games when they wanted to, uh, but yeah, that was cool to see.
0: Uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying, "Well, it's against the A's; it doesn't really count." You know, and that's just you know, people on the internet love to talk. There's to been 24 things. like that's I know it. Like, even though the A's are the worst team in baseball and a historically bad team, a perfect game is such an incredible feat for a pitcher. Really, for There's a whole team. There's still major honestly. league
1: baseball players on that team. Like it's exactly. Not like... Exactly. They're you still can't, major league baseball players.
0: You can't discount it just because they're playing against the worst team. Because how many other teams have played the A's this year and have not thrown a perfect hitter or or perfect game or no hitter? So yeah, you can't just discount it because of who they played. He still went out there and he still shut down all 27 batters. So really impressive stuff from Domingo Herman. It got me thinking about all the perfect games that have happened in Major League Baseball. And it's really insane how there have only been 24 but we haven't had one since 2012 during the 2012 season. There were three perfect games and there were two in 2010. So that two year span, we had five perfect games and then 11 years without a perfect game until the other night, Domingo Herman. So it's just, even though it's such a rare thing to happen, it's crazy to me how we had an 11 year drought, if you will, between perfect games, because for a while there, they were happening so frequently with, I mean, three during the 2012 season, two in 2010, even one in 2009. So uh, it was it was a stretch of a lot of perfect games there for a couple of seasons and then nothing for 11 years. And now Domingo Herman has come in and pitched the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. So I'm sure as a Yankees fan, you love that. It's really good for baseball when something like that happens too. So really great to see.
1: And his story, like he, he touched on it. If you didn't hear, his uncle died, uh, was it, I think he said two days ago. And he talked about crying in the locker room. You could tell post game he was he was constantly looking up and like the the really cool photo uh, I definitely retweeted it of the team. He like the, like one of my favorite moments. He's yelling at his teammates like, "Let's take a photo! Let's take a photo!" You could tell uh, he understood the moment, and uh, he he has the baseball and he's like looking up while all his, all his teammates are there, and so that that was really cool to see. Um, uh and. It's, it was awesome. It was, I, I screamed <laughs> in the middle of the night. I was, I was so happy. Um, what time
0: did that game end?
1: I think it ended like 1231.
0: Okay. It's not too late. It wasn't that bad.
1: I mean, it was a quick, like also that perfect game is quick. It's
0: yeah. It's very quick
1: because yeah. of the pitch clock. It was a 10, nothing game. And I think it was like, a, it had to be like a three hour game and it was 10, <laughs> nothing. It was a perfect game because it's three up, three down and half inning. And it's like yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we talk. Oh, should we talk about Alex uh, Alex Manoa and his, his true downfall? Sure. All right. So as you know, Alex Manoa. Alex Alex uh, Manoa, Manoa yeah. as uh is not had a good year. As I look up his stats, um, from the game, there it is, Alec, I misspelled his name. Um, so he got DFA'd by the. Uh, he's not had a good year. The pitch clock seems to be affecting him the most. And he's been sent down to the minors. And up in his first game, ironically against the Yankees rookie-level team, he allowed 11 runs in two and two-thirds innings. Uh, not hopefully, good. Not good. And for someone who might have said some stuff about a certain Yankees pitcher, and one guy's uh, contending for the Cy Young. The other is giving up 11 Eleven runs over two and two and two thirds innings.
0: It's really crazy. I mean he was he was a good pitcher. He was an all-star. He was an all star last year. And And it seems like the
1: pitch clock
0: He's not even in he's not even in rookie league. He's in like the Florida compact complex league, which is like the lowest of the lowest minor leagues.
1: Yeah. So uh it's
0: bad. I mean I, I don't I wouldn't you know I wouldn't wish for a player to have this kind of career trajectory because that's really, it's sad, really. You know, he was a, he's in the major leagues. He's an all-star things are going his way and then just loses it. And it's not, I don't know. You should, I don't think anyone should take joy in this. And I don't know if anyone is, I'm sure there are some rival fans out there that like to see it, but it's really, I mean, it's really sad when you think about it.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I just figured I, 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 you were talking about pitching and I just figured I could throw in some
0: control. Should we
1: talk about some of the greatest baseball we've ever watched in our lives now? (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, was last night that for you?
1: No. I mean, it was, but I'm talking about the College World Series. Oh,
0: oh, yes. I see where you're going. Simply
1: put, like the last two games were blowouts and it was like, this LSU team was fun to watch, Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. Like, I really wish Game 3 was close and Paul Skeens could close it. But I really think that we just witnessed, like, two weeks of epic baseball.
0: It was so good. Two weeks
1: of – like, it was tied for the most one-run run, run game. That's a tongue twister. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. And that first night when you had – Two teams make big comebacks in the ninth inning to win, With which, which was Oral Robertson and Florida. Um, and you got to feel for UVA. They basically just, you know, they had two winnable games and they get eliminated early with the local team.
0: But it was yeah. incredible.
1: But I think my, my takeaway from this thing is that LSU-Wake Forest game. When Rhett Lauder – and Paul Skeens. And I said Rhett Loudon was the best pitcher in the country. And I forgot about Paul Skeens when I mentioned it. Like, those two guys dealing. And they go to the ninth inning. And it's incredible baseball. It's incredible defense. And the game is 0-0. And it goes to the 11th. And then a guy that we we ironically talked about was like, hey, this guy transferring to LSU is a big deal and could beat LSU winning a national title. Which is Tommy Tanks, who transferred from NC State, a guy we got to see during Texas, you know, during the ACC play last year, goes and hits a two run nuke (laughs) to walk it off and send him to the College World Series. That might have been, and I I know Ryan Gia said this on the Pat McAfee show, like, that might have been the, like, to me, the greatest baseball game ever is 2016, Game 7, Cubs. Cubs in Cubs Indians. Yeah. But that that's off there. And that's like that is one of the greatest baseball games. And we texted a lot um, you know, during this game and during the tournament. I was just like, this is incredible. And the game zero zero.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was a really fun tournament throughout the whole thing. And you know, like you said, UVA gotta give a shout out to them. They made it there. Uh great season, but then they just went out and lost two straight games, and they were the first team to get knocked out of the the college world series so great season congratulations go home early. to them on the on making it back to omaha but uh disappointing showing once they got there uh the lsu wake forest games were so good especially that first game that wake forest won that was such a good game um and like i said i was out of town last weekend. i was camping didn't have a lot of phone service so i didn't get to see the the third game between lsu and wake forest but from you know, it looks like it was another great game as well. Um, they had to play the, the you know, winner-take-all game to see who was getting to the final. So the, I think that LSU-Wake Forest series was super exciting. But then the final was obviously great. Also, just a really fun tournament all week long. Uh, College World Series is always one of the best, you know, months of the year. Um, it's just so much fun. You know, you never know who's going to make it. To Omaha, what kind of crazy runs you're going to see? Like Oral Roberts making it there this year, super fun to watch. Uh, just, yeah, a, just a super, super exciting tournament all around. And you, you know, once it got to the final, we both picked LSU to win it, and they came through.
1: Yeah, we did. I forgot to tweet that. I did luckily tweet there in the third because I was having control of the foul or podcast Twitter feed. Um That was you're busy. doing a I good was... job
0: of it too. I'll add that.
1: I. I'm doing my best. We are sharing now. You finally have given me more responsibility, folks. <laughs> Kidding. Um, that was incredible. I, I think so. I, I wonder what your thoughts is I I came with a takeaway that it felt like that at the end of the day that LSU Wait game three was for the national championship. Because yeah. you give Florida credit in that in that game. That game too was very unique. I wonder if they had like a day in between, like they did like a day day on day off instead of three straight days, LSU probably has swept them, because it felt like LSU was playing their fifth game in five days. They didn't have the arms, and it just kind of got on them. And that that happens sometimes in baseball, but it felt like to me, and I I could be wrong, and I got to give Florida credit; they're really good. Um, you know, I I wonder uh, what you know Jack Conney is as his nickname. I can't uh, uh who. We kind of showed it's really hard to be a two-way player. We'll see what he does next year. Um, uh, I wonder if if Wake did get like if if that amazing play by Trey Morgan on LSU's first baseman, Let's say Wake scores there, they win one nothing. They go on. Do they you know because they'll have the same kind of rest as Florida did? Would they have swept? Uh, would Wake swept Florida?
0: That's I I think so. I think Wake Forest was so good this year, and obviously, you know LSU beat them. So you can say number one better. all year,
1: and it was Wake and LSU.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I think that Wake Forest would have won. I I don't know necessarily that they would have swept them if they made it to the final, but I definitely think they would have beaten Florida as well. You know, it it really was the winner of that LSU Wake Forest series was going to win the national championship. And no disrespect to Florida, they had a, a great team, a great season. They made it to the final to the national championship series but Wake Forest was so good and LSU was right up there with them so it was it was i think the right team won um but it was it was a really exciting tournament and you know it would if it, if it was LSU or Wake Forest it would i would have been happy with it
1: i also think a really good thing for baseball is one thing the draft lacks in major league baseball is like you know when to compare it to the NFL is that no one knows who you're drafting. The top three picks in the Major League Baseball draft all played in that championship series. The top yeah. two picks, maybe, in the 2024 draft <laughs> played in that series as well. There was so much talent. I think that's what another thing, because I'm looking at the athletics mock draft. Paul Skeens is going one. Dylan Cruz is going two. And Wyatt Langford's going three. <laughs> That's
0: insane! So much talent.
1: And you want to talk about it? Kyle Teal, who is there for Virginia, is going eighth. Wentz yeah, is going there. ninth to Colorado. So it's there was a lot of Major League Baseball talent. Braden Taylor is going 14th to the to the Red Sox. He played for TCU. Hurston Waltrip, who played for Florida, is is in a first round player. Tommy Troy for Sanford. I mean, I could keep going. Like, that's – there was a lot. I think Ryan McGee said it was, like, one of the most first-round talent. I think that's a really good thing for baseball. And I think a thing that helps is that NIL and transfer portal, you like Tommy Tommy Tanks going, transfer. Paul Skeens was a transfer from Air Force. So I think transfers, you know, going to these bigger programs is going to help baseball major leagues of getting stars, like, This was the most watched series of all time. So I I definitely felt like this was a, it felt, it felt like a major win for baseball.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it it set records in terms of viewership. Uh, I think I saw something today It set records in terms of like the social media audience that it reached Uh, attendance at the games. It was just a huge tournament, huge turnout, you know, there and on TV online so it was it was massive for for baseball, all of baseball. And you know, it is it is great because college baseball doesn't always get the the viewership or the respect that it deserves, but it's such a fun sport and especially when you have a really good product to put on the field like they did this year.
1: I think both of us have slowly gotten more into it. And it's more of access kind of thing. Like once we went to school, we could watch it. And it's so much fun.
0: It's it really so much is. like
1: it's that metal like I'm trying I've I've been one thing I've done since the college world series and especially since the cup, is how can we make metal bats a part of Major League Baseball? Obviously you can't do it <laughs> in games. Like like I thought of like what if like each team gets one use of it per game? And like you have a metal bat, it's for your best hitter, it's like bottom of the ninth, the Yankees are up, the Yankees are batting. They're down a the run. Aaron Judge is up. And they're like, all right, we're going to use our metal bat. And Aaron Judge gets to use a metal bat. And think, me, and he hits it 700 feet.
0: Like, they think should, about They that. should at least bring him out for the home run derby. That would be insane.
1: I think it was Jeff Patton who proposed the idea of the last 30 seconds.
0: Get a metal of bat. The,
1: of your, of, like, you know, and you could you know what? Make it your bonus. Stuff. Like, how they get yeah. the. Yeah. Minute of bonus time, like, think about the bombs they would hit because th- there were what 112. Like, those guys are in like 112. Well, Carlos did hits hit that faster with a wood bat. Like, I mean, you can't have any fans, like, you gotta have the oh,
0: know. yeah. But I gotta say, I gotta say, though, I don't like that's the, my one thing about college baseball the the ping of a metal bat versus the crack of a wooden bat. Like, I love the sound so much better. But I mean, the metal bat—you would hit the ball so much further and so much faster.
1: A lot more offense. It's too. just an—it's
0: just an aesthetic thing for me. I love the sound of a wooden bat a lot better. Bat too,
1: like I just—I think it'd be so sick. Like, you know, you know what? I also thought, like, what if for one game, you know, how they would do the little, like, they might do the Little League Classic again. Yeah. Like, since they also use metal bats, just bring what out what metal, for metal bats for the, league, league for the Little League Classic. Little League Classic. You got these major league players rocking metal bats. It's Not a bad like idea. The final score is like twenty two to seven, uh twenty-two to fifteen. Shout out found another thing that happened. The Rockies oh, I thought it was like thirty to twelve. The Angels outscored the Rockies. But uh, the Rockies I won
0: it was something, it was something like, crazy. It was like twenty five to one or something. Something crazy. No, I'm
1: talking, yeah, I know. I'm talking about the whole series. Oh, the whole series. It was, series. Like, 30, yeah. it was yeah. like thirty to fifteen in the Angels favor, but the Rockies won two of those games. Yeah, that is the most angel set like in this <laughs> last decade that I've ever heard of. <laughs> also, sh- shout out to Shohei Otani for having ten strikeouts and two home runs in a baseball game.
0: Just doing um, Shohei Otani things.
1: So, I, I and we can end this as our last question. The AL MVP is locked up, right? It's over. Like it's over. You, like unless you would he think gets so. hurt, Yeah. Unless he gets hurt. hurt yeah. Do You think he wins the Cy Young? You if know, he wins the Cy Young, is that the greatest? Se- is that the greatest season in the history of baseball? Because
0: yeah, we might have just had
1: it. If he <laughs> wins, we might get it topped.
0: If he wins MVP and Cy Young, because Verlander yeah, did the it, season. but like, but like as a Berlander pitcher, did
1: both, but he was just a pitcher. Yeah, like yeah. if he does it, because he could,
0: he very well could. I mean, he's having such a great year on both sides. It's crazy to me because, I, like, what two years ago it was his real breakout year, where everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Shohei Otani's amazing. He's a he's a great pitcher. He's, he's a great batter." And I was like, "Okay, that's awesome, but how's he going to repeat that next year?" And then he did it, and he did it, and and he now, did it better this year. I was like, "Okay, like some point, the the hype has to die down," but no, he's just keep he keeps going.
1: So I think baseball, like I think. Ironically, because of the WBC, his star power seems bigger than ever this year.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, he's now starting to get to compare it to, like, LeBron and Steph and, you know, Mahomes and, like, the elite athletes in the U.S. That didn't happen the last two years. He's
0: I, there's, inter- not even, there's not even someone you can compare him to because, no, like...
1: And I, I don't think you can. You're right. But I'm just saying... Yeah, in like, terms basketball, of like star
0: power. basketball, you're expected to play... Offense and defense. You someone know?
1: said it was like combining Steph Curry shooting with a Elijah one. i was like, that's not yeah. a bad.
0: Like football, so, football, you don't really see anyone. You know, sometimes in college, rarely in the NFL, do you see someone playing offense and defense?
1: Travis yeah, Tunner is like the only example I can think of. He was a he plays in he trans, just transferred to Colorado.
0: So, like, like, there's really no one you can compare it to. He's just, he's just he's Shohei Otani.
1: It's going to be the free agency in the history of sports. Yeah. It is. He's going to get is. $600 million, and it's going to be insane. It is. That's more to talk about uh, down the road because we are here with the Foul Ball Area podcast. We'll have you covered through the dog days of summer to the All Star break and beyond. Happy July 4th weekend coming up. We get to see each other in person this weekend. So excited about that. Uh, connect with us at Foul Ball Area, at Madkins at Trail VT. Like and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Leave that Cinco five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Foul Ball Area Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.